Got the wrong commercial going. Let's try the other commercial. Why have I quit my job? Why have I, you know, bought a van? And, and why am I going to drive around the country? Well, I'm passionate about the idea that you need to be heard. And I want to stitch these stories together across the states. We're going to find the commonalities. And it's going to be really an amazing experience. And I look forward to you joining me on the job. Hey everybody, welcome to Mental Health Today. And um, you know, today's we've got a we got a really interesting guest today. And uh, just like to remind everybody, show is sponsored by the Jar Foundation. And really, the idea behind starting the podcast is to assemble, you know, guests in the mental health space, you know, in core traditional roles, and then really also wanted to highlight people doing, you know, things around the edges, um, and trying to trying to also solve this mental health crisis we've got and so it's a great been a great uh, series of of uh, interviews so far having have an opportunity to meet so many great uh, great people innovators like logan hello logan, welcome welcome to the welcome to the mental health today podcast and uh thanks for being a guest thanks for willing to share what you're doing thank you for having me it's great to be here yeah so how about a little um a little bio what do you Logan, how'd you end up? How'd you end up here? And uh, what are you doing? What's the passion all about? And you know, what can we do better? Sure. Yeah, my background is in marketing and technology. I started a marketing agency while in college, and that grew beyond my wildest dreams uh, to the point where I took a step back. I kept building, you know, technologies through startups that I'd advise and consult. Do a little bit of investing as well. Ended up growing a website translation technology company. Uh, fast forward a bit, I worked in HR, building a platform uh, for managing culture uh, at the employer level, and then got into blockchain, the tech side in 2015. Okay. Ended up contributing to a project called Stacks, which is still growing to this day, which is smart contracts on Bitcoin. So still a lot of opportunity there. Uh, and then as I was working on some of the HR stuff, it sort of evolved into medical technology. So I built a Medicare mm. Advantage technology and took that company public uh, somewhat recently. And I had just a bunch of tentacles and different things that referenced health and insurance and benefits and, you know, HR and just building uh, humanity to be better uh, through different theses that I had. And I knew somebody was building a psychedelic investment fund. Uh, so they built their first VC uh, and then essentially raised 20 million and said, we need to change the world. Uh, with my background in technology and marketing, we had an opportunity to start building sort of these ancillary mm -hmm. services and infrastructure to support the drug development and drug delivery that we think is going to happen in the psychedelics industry in the future. So long story short, uh, we ended up creating a venture studio that can create these types of startups and these companies. We call it Nucleus, and we have three flagship brands that we've already launched over the last year or so, and hoping to do even more uh, as not only the industry matures, but the macroeconomic uh, environment becomes a little bit easier to work within. Yeah. Wow. What a journey. And you look like a, I, I mean, you know, not to be, you look like a kid. You look like you're pretty young. You got like, well, you're, thank you're not you. even really started. 
you know, whoa, that's really that. interesting. Except for the baldness, but that, you know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's a lot of energy going. I think you, I think you burned your hair off. That's true. Pulling it out. <laughs> well, yeah, or your or your brain, uh, you know, cycled through a few a few Singed reps on some it. of those. That's a good good reason. I'll tell my kids that for sure. Yeah, I think that's what happened. Dad, <laughs> Dad's brain was working a little overtime. Kind of raised it. It was a little too warm on my roof to yes. to harvest hair. That works. Um. Really interesting. The psychedelics part is going to be uh, a very, I, I think that part of this mental health journey and, and the fix and exploring what the human mind, you know, what's going on in there. Uh, just fantastic. I've had some, a couple of um, therapists or even clinics, I guess, is always mm -hmm. probably the broader, the right, the right term uh, looking at ket doing ketamine. Yeah, so some of the ketamine clinics. So that's not that. Uh, it's not that uncommon anymore. It's a common thing, mm -hmm. um, and efficacious. There's about 500 clinics. That's one of the things that we built was a data platform to keep our eyes on what's happening in the industry. And for those that are unfamiliar, ketamine sort of inherited the psychedelic trope. You know, even yes. though it's an yeah. anesthetic, it's just an off-label psychedelic that's legal and it's administered for you know things like treatment-resistant depression and anxiety and it's been so efficacious that it's grown um but what's most exciting beyond that because that's actually yes. happening are the clinical trials in the background through you know psilocybin which are magic mushrooms you know mdma for ptsd is going to hopefully go through next year and you're seeing a whole sort of uh i guess movement toward not only how that's going to be clinically treated similarly to how ketamine mm. today but also more ubiquitous and kind of created in new different forms, like uh, novel substances and novel creations through just the principles and some of the things that come from the medicines themselves, because they're molecules, right? And if smart people get their hands on those, they can create some really powerful things. What about the, I mean, one of the, one of the challenges I've seen some of the other the other treatments or the other therapies has been uh, the fact that drugs are, are already off. Um, they're off the patent. So if you're looking at psilocybin and some, and some and stuff like this that are, occur in nature, there's no, you're not going to be able to get a patent unless you're doing something to the delivery or changing the molecule. How are they going to, how are they going to create something that's a treatment, still be natural uh, and still have some, I guess, a patent on it or some way that they can monetize it. Yeah, I mean, for, I'm going to say first and foremost, I'm not like a lawyer, I'm not an expert, but there's a lot of discussion about this topic. And you have two schools of thought that okay. you can't you can't patent any something that's natural, right? So if it's actually psilocybin as it's grown and there's no, you know, manipulation of it, then mm. I don't think that's going to be protected from the, you know, the capitalistic perspective through patents. But um, there's also a lot of smart people, like I just mentioned, that are building companies that are working on their own way to you yes. know, bring something yeah. to market that uses the properties of those natural ingredients. And that's what I mean by you might have like novel substances through these, you know, molecular, you know, chemists that are able to yes. build some amazing things being the drug that goes to market and that we're then treating, you know, depression with and you know, years down the road, that's very feasible. I think that's yep. a path that we will end up bringing to fruition. But uh, yeah, I'll go back to saying I'm not an expert in it, nor do I know what's going to happen. But there's this tug of war of 
how do I protect because I want to make as much money as possible and create the new version of big pharma and that's the capitalist. And then this whole, no, we've been doing this for years and years and years and you can't take that from us and this is natural and there's tradition and it's an interesting thing to watch. I think we'll end up with both. Yeah, I think so too. I think you'll end up with both. I mean, there'll be, um, and you know, they're both good for each other. I think as much as, you know, as much as the, the naturalists will scream on the one side, it will deliver the clinical trials. It'll deliver the proof. It'll bring more awareness. I think it just lifts. I think it lifts all the boats. Sure. That's what we say for sure. Yeah. I think, I think that lifts all the boats. There's no harm in that. Um, it's very interesting. And how do you, how do you pick who's coming up? Cause you've, you've got, I mean, there must be a lot, this must be the wild, wild West. Um, in sure. terms of people looking for money, people looking mm. to become also become a hero. Right. I mean, I'm sure there's people driven by different, uh, by different things. Mm -hmm. uh, it is, it's a little bit the wild, wild West. It's the mind. There's no, mm -hmm. you look at how old some of these therapeutic drugs are. They're forever in a day. So mm -hmm. who's, you know what I mean? So who's going to really unlock who's, un I guess part of it would be, who's going to be that next hero. Who's going to unlock that secret drug that heals the mind. Is it, I mean, so you've got all kinds of different aspirations, why people are in this space. How do you it's, find, and, and yeah, how do you it's still early. The data is going to tell the story. You know, there's really great outcomes showing the efficacy. There's a lot of great scenarios and journeys that people have taken that aren't so publicized. I think the media kind of tackles mm. the bad side of the drugs of course, and, of course. and the stigma. But if you look underneath the surface at the science, um, you just have to kind of like see who's most um, diligent about following protocols that will push this stuff to the arduous process that we have to kind of you know, uh, inherit through uh, the way the regulatory system is set up. And it's really based off team and position and, mm. and re the realistic, like, uh, notion that this is a long term fight, and it's not going to happen overnight. So it's a hard, an it's a hard question to answer. Um, yeah. Because it's kind of this like feeling and if you're bullish on psychedelics in general, you kind of like know, who the leaders are and then it's more of like what's the strategy across that position meaning are you going to take this company public and there's a few yes. juggernauts in the space that are leading that charge or are you going to be private and then how much capital are you going to need and you have to be very meticulous about the plan in order for an investor to say this makes sense and i'm in it for the long haul but it's a hard painful journey for a lot of investors when you think about <laughs> It's running a marathon for sure. And that's even yeah. an understatement. Yeah. I mean, this, you might even not be around to see, you know, the fight, really what the beauty of it, if it does take, you know, could that's, take that long. That's a scary thought, but yeah. I mean, realistically, that's not a far-fetched statement to me. Yeah. I like, I didn't realize it till I said it, but I mean, and that could be grossly wrong, but it seems like a lot of the major treatments are, have been around a long time. There, there's iterations of them, but some of those big heavy drugs have, you know, are, are fundamentally founded from quite some time ago. Well, here's um, why I think that's wrong. There's a few things that are happening that is showing this sort of um, 
uh, injection of excitement and that's the what's happening in oregon with psilocybin so the whole yeah. state are able to deliver yeah, I, don't, I don't mean so i don't mean psychedelics i mean the kind of traditional therapies the heavy yeah, okay. the really heavy duty drugs the stuff that's regularly tr prescribed for depression or or mm -hmm. bipolar they've been gotcha. those drugs have been around a long time yeah and so it seems like this is the newest place and somebody's, you know, who's chasing it, right? Who's chasing the the solution? Yeah, there's a lot, there's a lot of excitement. So a lot of companies popping up and that's part of our position is to, you know, shine a spotlight on those that are doing the right thing that are, you know, we think is going to have a powerful outcome. One of our uh, assets is called psychedelic invest. And yeah. that just allows this kind of like background for the research you might want to do on the companies that are building these types of solutions. And if they're public, you obviously get to see them on the stock market and analyze what they're up to. But we also have our eyes on the private companies that you don't hear about that are doing some really interesting things that just need a little bit more of a push and a little bit more exposure so yeah. that they can bring this to fruition. And that's a really exciting thing to be around. But um, there's no right formula you know and it's kind of like you said the wild wild west given that it's so early and there's not a lot of capital right now sloshing around so yeah that's tough that's interesting i would have thought that there had been more you know more capital trying to hunt these you know these solutions um i mean there was of, 18 months ago it so really has dried up it's dried well, i mean so those funds did around and then they're starting to think about when's the next, when's the right time to raise another round. Mm -hmm. But the, the money from the first round, unfortunately, is mostly dried up. I don't want to like speak for everybody. Yeah, yeah, of um, course. Of course. So you kind of need that extra resurgence to take place. And I think a lot of the funds are circling that idea so that in 2024, we have this uh, bullish movement toward the upside and everything's happening as it should have been over the last year or so where it's kind of been, you know, uh, blunted, so to speak. Yeah. Election year. I mean, next year's an election year. So usually, you know, towards definitely towards the end, there's a lot of hope and, you know, especially right after an election. Mm -hmm. um, so I hope, I hope it doesn't take till November. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of people are riding on, uh, there's a company called maps. It's a nonprofit that works with, um, MDMA for PTSD, and they're very close to being approved. I th think early 2024, possibly, that will be very able cool. to administer to veterans, which is amazing. That's a, that's a, I mean, that's a really, it's a group of people that really need help, mm -hmm. um, and really need you know all the all the different potential ideas. What a great place to try different stuff. People willing to do it. People willing to try. They're trained. You know, they're usually fit. You know, they're, they're probably good candidates. Yep. A lot of good evidence-backed uh, data that's pushing that through. And that's why so many people are hopeful it'll get approved. And that's kind of like, I don't want to say Trojan horse, but that would be the leader yes. of now, yeah. okay, we've proven that psychedelics categorically can have an impact. Now all these others are kind of like empowered to keep going, you know? That would release a lot. That would create a lot of excitement in the space. Mm-hmm. Everybody be go, wait, what are we doing? Are we invested in that? Um, who else have you, anybody else you've got that's close? That's, you know, or do you have any, can you talk about any favorites? <laughs> do you mean companies? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or in places, you, you know, things you're looking at, I guess. 
you know, we don't have to know if you're invested in it or not. I'm not sure how that works, but. Yeah, I mean, to be clear, so I'm not a part of the fund itself, but I'm right. building the companies underneath the fund and the fund owns what we build. So perfect. Um, okay, you can kind of speak. Yeah, so I can um, speak, but I'm also not an expert. So I don't know if you even want to hear my opinions. But I mean, there's there's the fan <laughs> favorites, which are yeah. the well-capitalized companies. Yes, those are yeah. the ones that are public that everyone might know about that could buy the you could buy their stock on the public That's market. That's safer. Yeah, we could talk about those. That's safer. I mean, Compass is very well funded. They're, and Compass and Pathways, what are they doing? You know, they're doing a bunch of things. If you want to know specific answers on some of the bigger companies because they're so yeah. well diversified, check out our platform. We have a data uh, platform okay. called okay. newly.com, N-E-U-L-Y. And you can kind of see in the listing what, what they're working on. But they're, these companies are big enough where they're well diversified. Uh, and then there's a company called Atai Life Sciences. Really like okay. what they're doing. They're backed by Christian Angermeyer, who's a billionaire that just has a great vision for what they're up to. And they're also well diversified, working with a lot of smaller companies that they're sort of like parenting. Um, and then you have, let's see, there's a lot that I like beyond that. Um, but I kind of don't want to get too much into the weeds. Yeah, uh, yeah, there's a company called Awaken that I'll talk about. They're in over in Europe in London. Okay. They're um, working with addiction, uh, and they are starting to administer through a clinic in New York, which is amazing. Um, I believe it's a psilocybin for addiction, but now I'm questioning myself. But either way, Awaken without the E, uh, great company. Um, what, what else are you working on? What else you, cause you're, I mean, you're an interesting, you know, you're an interesting person. You got a lot of stuff going on. seems like this is kind of settled, if you will. It's like <laughs> your job is done. You've, you've given it life. Um, it's never kind of, done, but yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But you know, like you're a spark, you're kind of the, I don't know, you're the creator, you're the uh, brain guy. What, what else is on your plate? What else are you looking at in the, in this space or, or outside? Yeah, I mean, I think there's two things I'll answer. One will be nucleus related, and then the other is more macro. Okay. Uh, the most exciting thing that we built over the last six months in nucleus was a, a company called Cyrise. That's P S Y R I S C, and we found okay. that the best way to capitalize on what's currently happening in the psychedelics industry is to work with, and we already talked about this, the ketamine clinics because they're actually helping people today. Yes. So we okay. built a platform that can not only drive leads because there's like funnels and the ways that we add or basically do media, media spend and target um, is allowing for a less of the mundane administer based uh, stuff to happen. Like you don't have to qualify the folks as much. And then all through this platform, you get to kind of manage what that looks like. And we're doing a great job working with a handful of pilot clinics uh filling up their doctors and therapists with some appointments and we found that to be a great model because now we get to interact with the user through the platform yeah. make yes. sure they're getting the treatment and kind of like playing matchmaker so then the clinics can survive and try and reach profitability and, and yeah. bring this to the masses and that's why you're seeing a lot more clinics pop up too it's not just a trend but it's a real good business model that is helping people. And the, again, the evidence and the data is what's showing this to be something that's going to be sustainable. So that's something I'm excited about as it, as it pertains cool. to nucleus. Right. I think 
um, if I zoom out, I'm really excited about kind of the 10 year vision of decentralization and user owned everything. I think uh, when we started Nucleus, we thought about what does mental health look like over 10, 20 years. Okay. And then we looked at it, you know, through the lens of, well, what's uh, currently trending and like Web3 and blockchain and having my history be rooted in that. We certainly envision a mental health record that kind of flips the healthcare system on its head that kind of gives the power back to the user and creates more efficient systems. And some of that has to then overlap with insurance and how we're logging our own data. And I think all this stuff can get integrated into one sort of body and mind connection where we own our mm -hmm. data and we're able to share the intelligence around our data with those that we feel can benefit our well-being. And I think that starts to take on a whole bunch of, um, new life forms that I think creates a new ecosystem, a new economy, and a lot of opportunity for those that are working on the most important part of life, which is the self, understanding yourself, yes. treating yeah. your ailments, um, knowing what to work on. There's so many components to that, that I think we're close to humanity reaching, you know, this sort of uh, enlightenment uh, phase if all things fall into place. We have a long battle ahead of us, especially on the tech side. Regulatory, let's not even get into that. But, <laughs> yeah. but all of the pieces are there. We just need to work together to sort of see what that can come out of, you know, of this, which is really exciting. Yeah, I'm, I'm also um, just dangerously familiar with the blockchain. And I think that is something I've, I've shared with people, probably one of the easiest ways to explain to people uh, the value of that decentralization of owning your own health certificate and mm -hmm. having, I mean, I, it would be so cool if I still had all my data, like the broken arms, the photos, the, 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 the dental work that I had done in 1960s, what they were <laughs> drilling and putting into my mouth. Um, the kind of procedures I had as a kid, you know, for my drain, my nose, when I had allergies, my tonsils, I just go through it all. I have nothing. I mean, I'm carrying yep. around some file from six months ago or 12 months ago, but I don't, and I don't, I don't even think I own the other data. It's um, a shame. I, yeah. It's I a just, shame. And I just got blood work done it. and I'm like, what? I mean, I had to wait, not only wait to then like follow up with the doctor, but why am I not able to like see it? understand it and then like use that data for my own purpose i mean there's so many ways that we can close the gap here and yes. there's a reason it's not that way but we want to make the internet and commerce and every transaction give power back to the end user the world would be in a much better place if that were the case yeah and i think i think you're what you kind of alluded to there with that this this um, kind of mental health part that you're building and the delivering that could end up being kind of a foundational start to people owning their data and mm -hmm. having that certificate, having the treatment on the blockchain. Um, and, and I do think the other stuff gets there, uh, mm -hmm. but begrudgingly, yeah, uh, you know, it'll, it'll come begrudgingly, but it's very interesting. It's a great time in the space. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, so many people don't really see the opportunity, I think, in what Web3 will do, especially with medical. And, and I think, you know, even even the mental health side, there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that we can we can leverage there.
Agreed. A lot of tech um, that can be brought in. I hope we don't uh, ruin our own opportunity in this country. That's my biggest concern. <laughs> well, I'm sure we have a I'm sure we have a regulator that's really keen and knowledgeable on the blockchain and how it can solve problems. <laughs> mm. I'm sure I'm sure they're really well educated and visionary. Um, I could sense the sarcasm. <laughs> that's 420. <laughs> it's trying to, I'm trying to drip a little I'm trying to drip a little sarcasm into it. Um, yeah, I mean, other than the people driving the bus, uh, but it is. I think sometimes technology and innovation happens so fast. Governments cannot keep up. I mean, institutions get overrun, uh, overrun, and especially as they try to try to kind of understand it and hold on to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I hope that on the mental health side, especially with the psilocybin and the other potential treatments, um, that that we're not throttled. And, mm-hmm. you know, they allow innovation to happen and, and definitely finding without the money, without the funding, I think without platforms like the stuff that you guys are involved in, a lot of these a lot of these programs would be struggling. And, you know, you've got a place for when the bull run, you know, when the bull run happens again, you've got a great launch. Sounds like you got a great launch pad and a place where investors can find um, can find, you know, companies mm-hmm. uh, and, and leaders that they're willing to bet on. Yeah, right now I think that's what's needed most. There's another bottleneck of practitioners that the industry is going to need. Yeah, licensed coaches and therapists to administer the treatments. But uh, right now, given the circumstance, we're certainly trying to get new investors in, and it doesn't have to be accredited mm-hmm. investors. You know, we're doing a crowdfunding ourselves, which anybody can invest as little as two hundred dollars in. But just the curiosity, and then I want to get involved is lending itself to a lot of opportunity that I'm hoping leads to the capital that leads to the outcomes, which leads to everything you just said happening, which is yeah. the goal. Yeah. I, I love the idea of the crowdfunding too, because this is, it is something, there's a story there in a lot of these, right? A real good story. Uh, although, you know, unfortunately some of them are, are ultimately big pharma guys and some, you know, I like get the, the fear that they might be big pharma in the end. Uh, mm-hmm. but at least they're cute and fuzzy kittens right now, um, that we can kind of crowdfund and get, get our heads around, uh, and hope, you know, hope we find some solution. <laughs> yeah. The, the model of crowdfunding is great. Not just for obvious reasons of, if you have a community, let them own something. Yes. Yeah. But the accessibility is huge, right? Like if we talk about decentralization and what the user owned, everything looks like, then everyone, not just the rich should have access to all sorts of deals and opportunities. And that level playing field then trickles down to how people get treatments too. Cause it's not just where you stand in society that should allow you to be more well than others, you know? And I think Mm. we really need to flip the script and figure out how accessibility could be laid out a little bit with more breadth and understanding. Uh, And I think crowdfunding is an interesting angle to look at accessibility, not just from a, I have a vested interest in something now that I care about, but more of a, um, I don't know, it's a signal to what I think it can become across a bunch of industries, you know? Yeah. I, I think that interesting. I was involved in some of the NFT madness of the last couple of years and, and watching that and uh, you know, what the out of the ashes 
you know, what's the positive stuff that's happened out of that. And it is kind of an interesting, when you look at the disc, you know, these have these discord channels and small little companies, you know, where they are good people, good builders with a good strategy. It's quite interesting. They are trying to solve some problems mm -hmm. and it is a little bit like a crowdfunding and, you know, people have a voice in there and it's uh you know, you could see that it would be kind of a very interesting getting away from the stock market and stock brokers. You end up with people owning a smaller piece um, of something they're a part of. Yeah. Most of those have turned into DAOs, right? A decentralized autonomous yeah, so, organization. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's so as they, I think as they mature and there's some sort of monetization, uh, they go into some kind of a DAO and, you know, you're part voter. You've got an ownership share. You've got a voice. Uh, mm -hmm. Everything you could you can see everything. You can see every vote. You know, it's not like even a proxy voting in a stock company. You can literally see everything, uh, yep. you know, on the blockchain. It's very interesting. Very interesting to see what comes out of the ashes of, of that kind of bulls, that bull run and fun cycle. <laughs> the NFT summer. Yeah. 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 I mean, the, yeah. you'll see what f comes out of the ashes. I think mm -hmm. what out of the ashes is, is that is this kind of interesting little um, investment in a, in a company that, that, that people can get their hands on and talk to owners and, and be early, early investors, if you will. Yeah, it's no different than, I mean, people laugh, especially if you're a Bitcoin maximalist, at like the whole movement of like everything can be a token, but there's something to be said if, that if there's something of demand in a community and people want to trade it and share yeah. in the upside that you can tokenize anything. You know, it just so happens that NFT is artwork, but I mean, give any industry an example of something that adds value to, something that then can be transacted, shared, and distributed, then the token is pretty much anything. And that is what I imagine decentralization can become as it then overlaps with crowdfunding examples. You know, people yeah. have done ICOs, which is an equivalent to an IPO in the blockchain space, uh, and those get a bad rap. But if it's done correctly and everyone has, again, equal footing and accessibility, and it's a great way to start a company. I mean, yeah, no arguments a, there. It's a really great way. A very interesting way. Um, Logan, been a chat like I thought it would be, a little bit all <laughs> over the place. Um, in a good way. Know, in, in a, and in a good way. Absolutely in a good <laughs> way. I, I'm always surprised. I am learning something with every guest, like really new. And we've gotten people like yourself on all different um, – I guess saying the being a real eclectic group of people presenting and sharing their what they're doing. It's a lot of fun. I really appreciate I appreciate you being a guest. Well, thank you, Ken. It's been a pleasure and I enjoy this conversation. I could talk about this stuff all day. So I yeah, I got I got that. Um what what <laughs> any and that's me too. Any closing thoughts? Anything you want to share with the the audience? No, I mean, I think we have so much going on that I, I feel like I should just say that if you're interested in what we have uh, at Nucleus and you're interested in the psychedelics industry, you could check out Nucleus. I guess I'll start with the website, which is withnucleus.com. And then right now on the screen, it's our WeFunder. So it's wefunder.com yeah. slash Nucleus. It will close uh, at the end of April. So depending on when okay, you're hearing perfect. this, yeah, it, it might have passed, but we will continue to raise and we hope to build more and more of a community as we build each startup. And then each company that we build inside of Nucleus can take on its own, uh, you know, cap table and grow. So that's the idea is that there's going to be a lot of ways to interface with Nucleus. And that's also what I'll kind of plug is 
when you look at Nucleus, we have a bunch of assets. You can check out newly, okay. psychedelicinvest.com, and scirise.com. Kind of kick the tires, see what we're up to there. We have some other things brewing that you'll find on our site as well. If you want to reach out to me, I'm at Logan Lens everywhere. That's L-O-G-A-N-L-E-N-Z. Uh, or you can email me, Logan at withnucleus.com. I like that. And Logan Lens everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a perfect description. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for uh, listening, sharing the show. If you're if you're actually catching this on an audio uh, program on Spotify or Apple, make sure to uh, to like it and throw us down a little uh, some comments. Just getting started. I'm not even sure we got our first love there yet on the platform. So you might be the first one, and we'll we'll pin you to the top for eternity. Logan, again, thanks. And thanks, everybody, for listening and supporting. Logan, hang out. I'll see you on the other. I'll see you on the other side. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah, loose, baby. But we're about to go and make this vessel with these great professionals yeah. in public class. We're not part of the community, but we're from the outer family of glass blowing. Yeah, we're going to go make a magical giant jar with optic lenses so that if you turn it, it changes all the time. So if you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change.